This is Seeking the Calm with Shane Dennis. So I like to go into these podcasts with short meditations before I start. Um, It helps put me in the right mindset. I can, you know, help get organized in my head and it helps settle my nerves. I'm the kind of person that goes into something with a ton of anxiety. It's just something that I've always had to deal with ever since I was a little kid. And while I was meditating, I started thinking about my energy shift and when I started noticing those things in myself and when I started making the changes to become I guess the person that I am today or become the person that I want to be and that's you know the best version of myself but anyway there was this one specific day where I was working I was about I want to say I was 27 years old and I was dating this girl at the time and I just, I wasn't a very happy person. We didn't have the greatest relationship. And so I, you, you could see it in how I carried myself. I just didn't look like a happy person. I didn't look like somebody that you wanted to walk up to and say hello to. (laughs) Let's just say that. So I remember we were working and we were lifting this hot tub and hot tubs are extremely heavy and I'm one that's not built to be a, a you know a, a weightlifter. I'm six foot tall. I'm skinny. I weigh like 165 pounds. Like I'm not. I'm strong, but I'm not meant to. That's not me. <laughs> there, there are people that are built, you know, specifically for lifting. You know, they're called weightlifters and stuff like that. So lifting is hard as is. Um, so. I kind of always have to step up and be the one that lifts the most because I'm in charge and it has to get done. And being, you know, an owner is a completely different responsibility than just being an employee. Growing up in a family business, I've learned responsibilities that you can't really teach somebody that just got out of college or just started working unless unless they can only teach themselves you know by starting because no it it's it's so much more than just coming in clocking in doing your job and doing an awesome job doing more than you could and then going home it's more than that it's literally you eat sleep breathe work like i have (laughs) it's it, it was my entire life for 13 years and with that comes a ton of stress and you can see it in me and yeah okay so back to the story there was this one specific day at work where we were all lifting and i look over and this kid isn't lifting and i got really angry now i could have handled this so many different ways i could have been like hey bud you want to lift like you know i could have made a joke about it or something but i chose to tell i chose to say to him if you're not going to fucking lift you can go sit in the fucking truck and that upset his feelings. I later found out that he was high on heroin, so in my defense, <laughs> you know, whatever. But anyway, he says something, goes running out to the truck. Now I'm just like, okay, now this kid's fired. I'm not letting him take the truck. So I go running after him. I wasn't going to beat him up or anything like that. But I remember in that split second, I had looked at this one guy 
who I had kind of admired in a way. He was a woodworker, a construction worker. He was the one that opened up the floor and was making the deck and everything. And he had a really cool truck with like wood trim that he put on. And it was just like, he just interests me because he had a very calm stature to him. And I guess like I recognized myself in him, but I had grown up in a pretty chaotic environment. Not like I was like beaten or anything like that, but like, you know, I was in a pretty my dad was always telling me stories about him and his brothers beating up kids in like the 60s and 70s and like I guess fighting was like a big thing back then you know my dad had just moved to town and like you know their little Portuguese running little Portuguese kids running around like without a dad without a real dad you know and yeah I guess it was hard so my dad grew up you know that kind of way and me growing up I would always try to the way I connected with my father was I would come home from school and I'd be like, hey, dad, I beat this kid's ass because he hit this girl or he did this and I, or he started a fight with me and I finished it. And it was just always my way of seeking, I guess, love and, you know, attention from my father. And that, that, that later led into my relationships in later life, which is pretty crazy um, with this one girl that I was dating I actually got into a fight with this kid too you know because she called me a pussy the week before told me I was a total pushover because the neighbor was having a party and somebody was like parked on my lawn partially and she wanted to march over there and say something but I was like no just let it go it's like whatever and then she ended up punching me in the face twice which was like the first time I've ever actually been like assaulted by a female I've so it was it was a pretty crazy experience so I have like a lot of stuff to shake and a lot of stuff to get rid of and so in that split second I looked at that dude who is very calm and I admired how you know calm he was and I was like man Literally, in that split second, I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I was like, I want to be like that. I want to be a calm person at all times. And that kind of... The kid... (laughs) Long story short, the kid ended up throwing a hot coffee at me. And I just, like, grabbed him and jacked him up in the air and kind of just, like, ragdolled him a little bit. Just, like, show him that I could, like, beat his ass. But I didn't hit him or anything. And I put him down, and I was like, you are so fucking lucky. He ended up trying to press charges against me. I had to, like, press charges against him to get the charges dropped. Like, it was, like, such a shitty situation. I'm so glad I'm not, like, in that lifestyle anymore. Excuse me. Mm. Prismatic Juicy IPA. So, after that, <clears throat> excuse me, after that, I was in, I guess, search for a Zen state. And there was another specific situation that had happened right after that with that same girl that I was dating who had, you know, hit me prior and called me a pussy. (laughs) That's a pushover. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a pussy. Whatever. I didn't care. Whatever. But anyway, we had broken up and she wanted to meet up and talk now I knew 
I didn't want to be in in a room with her alone because of the past, you know, of what I just said. So I asked to be in a neutral setting. So I told her to meet me at a diner. And so we meet at this diner. Did I talk about this in my last podcast? I might have. I don't know. But anyway, we meet at this diner. It doesn't go well. I end up trying to leave. She wouldn't let me leave. I end up running away from my truck like two miles. I almost had a heart attack. It was crazy situation. She just wouldn't let me be. Um, drove myself to the doctor's office. Got hooked up to the EKG machine. He's like, dude, it's stress. Like all this stuff. So I was on this journey of trying to fix that and started with like meditation breathing techniques i discovered wim hof um joe dispenza back then like paul check like all these guys and that's kind of when i started my spiritual journey and awakening and stuff like that so and so basically the real shift started happening when I was in California, I noticed myself walking into a place and I actually called myself out. I was like, dude, you're miserable, man. I was like, you got a pissed off look on your face. I was like, what is your deal? Seriously. And I just started calling myself out for that bullshit. I was like, you're never smiling. I was like, you're in, you're in San Diego right now, living the dream out of a van. I was like, why can't you find happiness? And... I realized that my facial muscles, I actually couldn't smile and I like had to like retrain my, my face to smile and um, I was carrying a lot and it took a long time. It took all of 2019, all of 2020, all of 2021 for me to like let go of so much stuff. And just like try to fill myself with abundance and be grateful for things and just like seriously like detaching from everything and letting go of everything like the sale of my van like I literally couldn't sell my van because I was repelling it because I was so desperate to sell it and why was I desperate it's just because I wanted to I was getting overwhelmed and I just wanted to start on the next project and I couldn't just hang tight and sit for a freaking minute and it was stressing me out and it's like it's like a magnet like when you put two magnets together like if I'm really trying to sell this van it's not going to sell but if I'm just like you know what it's going to sell it's in the universe's hands it's a really great van somebody will buy it and I just relax and just let it go then it sells and that's exactly what happened and I remember speaking to my dad like a week before I sold it and I was just like he was like man he's like you can't sell it huh and I was like you know it's been September October November and you know now December it's been a solid three months I was like it may not sell until February and I was truly okay with that in my heart as I said it and you know I just let it go whatever I was just I literally just let it go I was like I can't control this anymore and honestly 
ever since I started that shift, I sold the van and, you know, more doors have been opening up for me. And I remember it was that same energy that I had at the end of the summer. And that's why I got invited to be on the gutted show. And that's why all these opportunities were arising. I had just literally let go and it just had got comfortable with life. And then things that happened, like money had caught up to me because I'd put like 11 grand into this van that's not even built out yet and I haven't even sold this van it's just like I was just overwhelming myself to the freaking core I was literally telling myself that like I was failing and stuff and I was letting these people get into my head and you know that comes from surrounding yourself with the wrong energies and stuff like that basically awareness is really key you know paying attention to your you know energy shifts and mood shifts and stuff like that if like people get you really like riled up and like crazy inside like maybe you know you need to take a step from back from people like that but anyway i'm getting off topic and recently i've let go from trying to make money again and 2021 I really learned my lesson and I learned my lesson when I was um, flipping my house as well I was trying to get top dollar for it and I should have just taken the first offer because I ended up going through another like month and a half of that crap with my house ended and ended up selling for the first offer so it's just like Greed always gets in the way, and greed was getting in the way with this van, too. I let somebody get into my head about the price. I knew what it was worth in my heart, and I actually ended up selling it more than for what I knew it was worth in my heart. It's just like, always listen to your heart. Not necessarily listen to your feelings, <laughs> your wants, your needs. Those are all different. Anyway, I started noticing... A real shift in my confidence lately and I don't give people my time or energy that don't deserve it these days and I've noticed that it's attracting certain kinds of people mm. and what I mean by that are, are I guess like-minded individuals who are really driven right now and want to create something bigger than themselves and want to have, you know, passive incomes, want to start businesses, want to, you know, start marketing themselves in certain ways. Like, people that I've wanted to surround myself with for years and years and years, but I was always surrounded by the same old friends and the same old idiots back home. And sorry if you guys are listening. <laughs> You know if you're an idiot or not, but I had a really soft spot for people, especially people that I've known for a really, really long time. I always think like they're going to snap out of it and I started losing friends in an early age to overdoses and then in like 2000, I want to say 2018, like December, September, like from those couple months right there. I lost, I think, like five or six friends to overdoses. And um, 
you know, they call them overdoses, but, like, some of them were suicides for sure. They just wanted it to end. And, yeah, it was really tough. And I took on this, I guess, responsibility. I remember standing in the back looking at my friend laying in the casket, and I said, I can do more. And so I guess I kind of took on this role where I wasn't going to give up on anybody. And it it ended up dragging me down you know, for a few years and I wasn't, I wasn't blossoming. I wasn't becoming the man that I wanted to become because I had all this extra weight and all these people dragging me down, holding me back. And my shift into van life was my, you know, what, what really saved me ultimately, because, you know, they say like, you can't run away from your problems and your problems follow you and stuff like that. And that's absolutely true. But you have to get out of those environments. You know, if you're going to the same coffee shop with the same person that triggers you every day, it's just like, go. you need to go to a different coffee shop. And when you've been to all the coffee shops in town, it's just like, you can't hide forever. <laughs> so you need to move and go to a new place. I, I'm a huge believer in packing up all your shit saying goodbyes and leaving I know it's hard for people people have their comforts and it's tough man it's not easy I was literally sitting by myself Christmas Eve Christmas and I remember I had a moment it was Christmas Eve I was sitting there by myself all alone no text no nothing and I was just like I want you to remember this moment Shane I truly want you to remember this moment because for the past year I've been chasing money and that is not where happiness comes from. Happiness comes from connections with people. And yes, I could have, I could have flown home and spent time with family and stuff like that. Or I could have, you know, made it up to Portland and saw Jared and stuff, but that's just where I, where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of focusing on myself and I'm kind of taking a shift now to more forming connections with people and kind of straying away from you know putting so many guards up that's what I'm good at and my point to all that was I literally had to shed everything shed all my skin shed all my friends to get to this point where I'm at and yes it requires me <clears throat> to stay home more um I can't travel cuz I'm so busy with work like it took me like 5 or 6 hours to write up this quote the other day like the amount of paperwork that goes into running businesses and like it's like uh, it's overwhelming but Am I truly happy? Yes. I completely see a difference in myself. When I look in the mirror, I see a difference. I think people are starting to notice a difference in myself. I notice the shift in my confidence. Um, I'm trying not to people please as much. I'm just worried about myself. I'm filling my own cup for the first time in my life. And I've been here before, and I've let money shift that and I've gotten distracted and 
I guess it had to happen again for me to get back on track because I have no second chances after this. Like, this is it. You know, I could have fallen back. Like, yeah, I got to sell this van. I got to get more clients. I got to build another. I got to keep going and going and going and going. I can't take the year off again like I did. (laughs) And, you know, go stay at my mom's house for six months and, you know, use her garage. I can't do that shit anymore. I have to stay out in Oregon. I have to hustle and make it. And I... Changing your environment is what allowed me to become what I am. Because if I was still in the same place and I was constantly reminded of things every day reminded of people you know same job it's just there was no room for growth I had to shed all that stuff when you let go of things it creates room for growth and I'm a big believer in shedding (laughs) letting things go even going through your closet and just throwing clothes or not throwing them away but donating them seriously just fill up a trash bag even if you wear some of the clothes, you'd be surprised. It feels good. I have like, I have my work shirts, but I only have like five or six shirts that I really wear. Just keeping myself small and staying to a minimum. But yeah, let's do a reflection on the year. That's basically what this podcast was about. So, I had been traveling, I had gotten my van in July of 2019, and I traveled in a van for a year, I landed back in New Jersey last September, and then I was in New Jersey from September until May, so May, or from January until May of this year, I was basically just building out this van that I just sold and this van has I couldn't talk about it because I was afraid no one would buy it like it was it was the worst possible fucking situation it was small like small little problem but it was the worst fucking situation that could have ever happened ever And this van has put me through fucking blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I wanted, I contemplated putting into a guardrail at one point. I wanted to set it on fire. I wanted to drive this van out into the woods, pour gasoline on it, and set it on fire. I didn't care about the consequences. (laughs) This van has put me through okay so let's start from the beginning so i got this van last november i didn't start i didn't touch it until the new year of 2021 i ripped out the floor and i put a subfloor in and then it stayed like that from january to february 
So, February I started building out this van because I was selling my other van at that point. I was just doing touch-ups and everything, and that's where my focus was. So I started this van. This was a passenger van, and it has passenger airbags in the back with an airbag system. And me, I just unplugged the motherfuckers. Actually, I cut them off. I literally cut them off. And I threw them in the dumpster, in the dumpster, and thank God the dump, the dump only comes once a week, so I was able to get them out. I had to reattach all the wires, plug the things back in, because then I found out I had to plug in these little simulators. So on each little thing where it unplugged where the airbags are, you plug in these little thing called airbag simulators. And that basically tells the system, hey, it's plugged in, don't send the code off. So I plug in these simulators, the airbag symbol turns off, we're good to go. I'm like, yes, I figured it out. The airbag light is off. So now I can start working on the van. I pull the van into the shop and it sits there from February, March, April. Beginning of April towards mid-April. And I'm starting to get ready because May 1st, I'm making my way to Oregon. So I wanted to take the van out. I had the bench seats all done. The electric is all done. The plumbing's all done. Literally everything is getting, everything is legitimately done in the back. And I wanted to get the upholstery measured out. So I brought it out of the shop. I still remember this moment. I'm driving down the parkway and all of a sudden the fucking airbag light clicks on. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So, after research, I had realized that I had bought the wrong airbag simulators. They had the wrong ohms to them. It needed like 2.5 ohms and these ones only had like 1.2 ohms or something like that. So they weren't working correctly. They were working for a little bit, but then it set the code off. I had literally built the walls around the simulators already the two simulators were located behind the boxes of my electrical systems two of them one on each side and then on my plumbing system two on that side i shit you not i had to take apart my entire electrical system i had to rip out those benches I had to then take out my entire plumbing system. That requires me to cut the pipes and everything. Like, those are all shit. So I had to take, you know, shark bites and everything off. I had to rip those benches out because those benches were mounted already. Painted. Professionally sprayed, painted, mounted, everything. Done. Dunzo. I had to rip it all apart, cut through the wall, and plug in the right simulators. And the motherfucker works. So now I have little access hatches to the simulators. I learned my lesson. I have like PTSD talking about it. But yeah, I'm af- I was afraid to talk about it because, you know, who wants to hear about that when they're paying so much money for a van? So it was just like I had to keep hush-hush about it. I couldn't cry about it. I couldn't tell anybody about it. And now that it's sold, now I, I'm okay talking about it because I know the problem and I know it's fixed and, you know, it's never going to happen again. I'm on freaking wood. <laughs>
<laughs> but after that, um, I hit a depression. Yeah. I didn't want to finish this van. I hated it. It's hard to explain. Um, I lost all passion for it. I just wanted to move on to my black van. I just looked at this white van. I just looked at it as a failure. And now when I look at it, I am genuinely proud of myself. And I think when I started feeling those feelings, you know, that started reflecting and that started, you know, putting out that energy and that's what sold it because it took me a long time to start loving this build because of the hell that it's put me through. It was nothing but learning curves and nothing but problems and bullshit freaking ar arising left and right with this van. When I think one thing would go wrong, another thing would go wrong. Like, I just had to replace out my Orion DC to DC charger. It's just... Oh, owning a van, building vans, it's like owning a house. There's always something wrong. An issue always comes up. But... Would I want to do anything else? Probably not. This is the coolest job ever. I get... I'm building out vans for a living. Like, this is fucking sweet. And it was not easy getting here. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Like I said, I had to get... I had to, like, get rid of so much stuff give away so much stuff I had to leave so many friends so many friends turned their back on me I had one friend who been my friend forever literally just started ghosting me would not respond to me would not talk to me and like I don't blame him like I just left and I was like yeah I'm moving to Oregon <laughs> I moved to Oregon so yeah it comes with baggage it's not easy um actually on my way to get a new computer i need to get a printer so i can print out contracts i need to get a desk first of all like i need an office an actual office because like the amount of paperwork that goes into this crap like i was not ready for this and to lighten my load a little bit i have decided to hire my girl Catherine she is the one I've known Catherine it's summer of 2020 when we started connecting about the website so probably before that probably in the beginning of 2020 me and Catherine have been friends and she literally designs my website like everything that I need like I pay her of course um but anything I need I'm like hey can you put this picture on hey can you put these on hey can you do that hey can you change the price on this she's like yep yep got it got it got it I just get like little pings on my phone like you know 
someone signed into this account. So I've decided to hire her to run my social medias so I can f primarily focus on building and, you know, invoicing and doing the whole business aspect of it. And I don't have to worry about responding to comments and stuff like that. Uh, I'm still going to be going on. I'll write a caption, you know, once in a while I'll post, but you know, you're going to see more posts coming out from me that will be, you know, from Catherine. It'll still be my content. It'll still be about me. And I love that it's Catherine because she knows my style. Like she's designed all my logos and everything. Like every time she like thinks of something, she like literally hits the nail on the head. Like she knows me. So I don't see it becoming a problem. So I've decided in that case, I did bring back my TikTok that I deleted with 160,000 followers. Now I know I talked about how liberating it was, letting go and all that stuff. And like it feels good and I'm still not scrolling on it. But the amount of traffic, oh, excuse me. The amount of traffic that I got on my websites from my TikTok, I was getting over a thousand clicks a week on my website, like people driven to it. That's a lot of traffic. And for me to just cut that off, it's just like, not smart, dude. So I'm letting her manage it. Um, but with TikTok, I have to go on TikTok because I have to do the trends and stuff. But I think I'm going to shift my videos to primarily like building stuff because I'm really good at building. I'm a builder. So... I don't know, I have some pretty cool ideas, not just vans, building some other cool stuff, um, using my talents and my inventions and making some cool shit. Now that I have all this time, well, I really don't have time, building out a mid-roof transit right now, and it's going well. I just had relied on my local place where I buy my parts from to be open but apparently they closed all the entire week all past new years so i literally had to order all this stuff dirt like two days before christmas and it of course it's taking forever to get here so i'm literally just like sitting here with my thumb up my butt not doing anything <sighs> but i have it all planned out in my head like a little bit of a system but yeah, I'm wiring her whole electrical system, and I'm going to put in the heater for her, like, as soon as possible, so she can crash in it, because it's super cold at night here in Bend. I'm, like, built for this weather out here, though. I love it. I love the freaking snow, man. I didn't realize Bend was such a mountain town. Um, I know it's, like, famous for, you know, through hikers and it's the roads are specifically designed for bicyclists to come in and we don't we barely have any traffic lights they're all circles and but i didn't realize that it was such a a mountain town and you know mount bachelor is 20 minutes away but literally 0.2 miles away down the road from my house i can literally walk inside right now put on my snowboard boots put on my pants everything grab my board walk 0.2 miles down the road and hop on the park and ride 
and take it 20 minutes into Mount Patcher and go snowboarding. Like, I am going to have the coolest fucking winter of my fucking life. I am so stoked to be in Oregon. And I have a build coming up for Catherine, um, the girl who's designing my website. She had just sold her house and is now getting a van. And so helping her build out her van. And I have another client build that's happening, hopefully February. So I'll be building two vans at once, which would be fun. And I am open for builds in summer of 2022. Hopefully nobody books me so I can focus on my build. I really think I'm going to go with the full-size school bus. I think I'm just going to pull the freaking trigger, get a full-size bus. I'm going to raise the roof on it. I want a Thomas bus for sure because I like the way they look in the front. I don't like the flat nose buses. So I want a Thomas bus, but I don't want to raise it at the top where people typically raise it. I want to come back a little bit. Like you'll be able to come in through the doorway and it'll be short there. But then when you walk in, that's when the raise will happen. So it'll be back a little bit and the ceiling will transition. So I want to have at least seven foot ceilings. And my plan is with that bus to completely divide it in half. So the front section will be just living quarters it's going to be a lifted bed to the ceiling and then underneath it'll be two benches with a doorway that leads into the garage and then you know the kitchen will be on the other side of the couches and you know basically like a van setup but you walk into a garage and then the whole back of the bus is going to be this really nice it'll be heated and love air conditioning It'll be a really nice shop. And I basically want to cut the back door open so it's a bigger bigger back door so I could fit things like sheets of plywood in and stuff. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, basically turn it into a mobile shop and strategically design it to where, like, a bench wouldn't sit flat against the wall it would sit like say like five say like six to eight inches off the wall and then in behind the wall would be like where i store the sheets of plywood and stuff so it'd be like strategic and very you know small so i'll be able to fit my table saw everything all my materials and i'll have a mobile shop and then i'm gonna live out of the bus and just travel and build people's vans for them make money I plan on doing that for the next whenever I make enough money. And then I'm going to buy land, whether it's here or it's... I just saw my friend Higgins put put his container home, put a container. So he's building a container home in Costa Rica. So I'm like, I'm like thinking like, I'm just going to get it on that. I'm like, bro, I'm coming the fuck out there. You know, um... I'll buy property near him or something. I don't know. I just, I don't see myself living in America <laughs> much longer, but I can honestly see myself making a business here so I can earn income, but then I go to places like Costa Rica or Panama and I want to build out um, solar systems for people. 
like legit like off-grid systems and like teach people about them yeah focus on that like i can get running water for people like (laughs) easy like oh my god (laughs) all i need to do is get over there i just want to do so much i want to do things bigger than myself but america isn't the place to do that it's good as big as you can in america can't keep up with all these van builders out there busting out these $250,000 vans. I mean, my van was expensive. I learned my lesson in staying away from that area. Building affordable things, doing it for, you know, the bigger purpose. Not just myself. Not just to fill my wallet. It's been a good year. Um, I learned a lot about myself. Let go of a lot. Realized a lot. Realized if you change your energy, you change your life. And yeah, I'm shifting towards um, YouTube as well. I'm going to start my YouTube channel. I'll be doing all kinds of things on there. I will be, obviously it'll be like, It won't be, like, focused on my podcast, but I'll be promoting my podcast on there. I'll probably, like, show clips of my podcast and stuff. But I think my main goal and my main thing that I'm going to be focusing on is, like, mental health, spirituality, growth, those areas. Um, And I think it may lead into possibly coaching down the road for people or hosting um, retreats so that's kind of why I want to be in a different country too Um, you know I've been doing my research for three four years now in plant medicines and stuff and I think I'm getting to that point now where I'm ready I knew I wasn't before I knew I had a lot of work to do, inner work to do. And I think I'm starting to get towards that point, you know. And, you know, there's people I follow, like Aaron Doughty on YouTube, you know, in the spiritual community. And, like, he's starting to host those retreats and stuff. So those are, like, the people that I want to surround myself with in the YouTube world is the spiritual community. But... The, the real ones, not just the ones that are just, like, putting up a man bun and, like, trying to talk all calm and pretend like they're spiritual gurus and shit, but they're just people that are reading a bunch of books and, you know, spewing a bunch of lines out there. Like, um, I really want to do the work and help people do the work and not just do it for the followers or for, you know, the riches I notice there's something holding me back from living a fulfilled life. And on one side, there's a bunch of counselors and therapists and, you know, let me shock your brain. Let me give you these pills. Come talk to me. Come talk to this. And then there's this other side where it's just like so accepting of how I am. And it's just like, yeah, let's dive in and figure this out together. And that's the side I'm drawn to (laughs) um yeah 
that's what I'm attracted to, for sure. So, all in all, I am super grateful for 2021. I am grateful that my dog Millie is still here. She's still living strong. Um, she has cancer in her right penile gland, I think it is, her left one of them, but I like to pretend that it's not even there and just treat her as, you know, obviously I give her more love and attention and, you know, than she typically would, but I don't like to dwell on it or anything. We're just living out our days and enjoying life. I bought a truck. It's an old 96 Chevy. It's freaking awesome. I love it. And just seeing her sitting on the bench next to me, just like enjoying life. It's just, this is, this is honestly what life is all about. And I love it. And I love you guys. And I'll see you on the next one.